0: Hello, everybody. It's time for another AFL Sydney podcast. Sam and the Big Man here with you, David Redden. And without any further ado, the Community Football Manager of AFL Sydney Seniors, Sam Zickman, is with us. G'day, Sammy. G'day,
1: David. I'm very, very excited during our podcast tonight. The AFL Sydney season is two weeks in. We're heading into round three and it's going to be a massive round of footy. And what a perfect opportunity for Sam and the Big Man podcast to hit AFL Sydney uh, and here we are, we're going to be doing a weekly podcast for our footy community here in ASL Sydney and led by David Redden, Sam Dickman supporting, we're very excited, we've uh, we've got some, some great games to go through, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, we're going to have interviews, uh, really excited to get started David.
0: And of course leading into a massive weekend of Sydney football, probably the biggest non-finals weekend on the calendar which we'll talk about shortly. First of all, everybody, some Premier Division men's scores for you from the weekend. And the game's played on the 17th of April. UTS 8452 fixed up by North Shore 15-19-109. That game at Waverley. In a draw at the University of Sydney. Sydney in the 8-13. And they'll be, pay, they'll be kicking themselves over the kicking in a West 9-7. So they both finished 61 apiece. The first draw of the season in Premier's. University of Western New South Wales had a big win over Camden Cats out there at Fairfax, 33 15 2 7. In the game that we broadcast from uh, Cambridge Oval in uh, Rouse Hill, Manly or 9 16 over East Coast Eagles 4 4. And uh, Penn Hills Demons 10 14 74 over St George 6 13 49. Sam, before I go across to leading goal kickers on ladders um, in the Premier Division men's, uh, anything that you wanted to talk about? First of all, there's a draw there. That's amazing.
1: Got to talk about that game. What an, am- what an amazing occurrence out there uh, at Sydney University, uh, number one oval for the game against, uh, against Inner West. Look, fantastic contest. Sydney Uni, you know, fighting back in the last quarter. Inaccurate, yeah, 8 13 61 to Inner West 9 sixty one. But what an amazing performance continuing to fight back in the last quarter. And really, you know, for a, for a team like Sydney Uni, they-, they wouldn't be, they would not be used to going 0 2 to start the season. They've managed to to get a draw out of the first two weeks and get two points, um, you know, which isn't a bad result from where they were, continuing with about 30 seconds left to go, they were six points down, and they've managed to get a shot on goal after the siren, and, and Julie saluted with the goal uh, to, to tie the game up, which I'm sure um, the faithful out at Sydney have be very happy with, but grafting contest, really good signs for inner West, we saw them in round one, David yep. against Manly, and they, they look big and they look strong, um, and they've gone up against Sydney Uni and they've, and they've continued that good form. So no doubt Ben Klemke would be, be very happy with their performance um, in terms of getting a draw against Sydney Uni. They would have loved to have got the points, but it's a really promising start. So great game. Looking forward to getting another look at InterWest this week and, of course, Sydney Uni off to UNSW. So the challenges, they don't get any easier for Sydney Uni, They've uh, 0, 1 and 1 heading against UNSW.
0: Grand final replay. We you spoke about the size when we, we of Inner West when we broadcast at Curl Curl a couple of weeks ago. This weekend might be their first real test because it's there's supposed to be some rain about and I'm very interested to see if they go that big in the wet. I suspect that one of them will rotate off the bench, but we'll just have to wait and see and see what the weather turns up. Um, yeah, we'll have a little bit of a
1: preview about that uh, that game that we're going to follow a bit later in the podcast. But look, good performance overall. Michael Tuttle best on ground for Inner West. Luke Gallen uh, best on ground for Sydney Uni. Nicholas McCormack, Brandon Lagana, who we saw play. Yep. Good Ben Clenkey named in the best as well. Aaron date for Sydney Uni. Malcolm Pickens. Montgomery, Koppel, and Jack Pullinger also played well for Sydney Uni. Ben Zoppo kicked a couple. Luke Jamison kicked a couple. Obviously, the big ruckman. Luke Gallen kicked a couple for Sydney Uni. Otherwise, all singles across the field. Um, So, pretty easy performance from both teams, and there might be more from these two as we progress through the rest of the season. finals.
0: Absolutely. The latter in the Premier Division, uh, from 1 to 10, is uh, University of New South Wales and North Shore, the only two undefeated teams extraordinarily after two rounds. Then inner west are on six after their draw. UTS are fourth um, at, alongside Manly Warringah and St. George and Pennant Hills all with one win each, but UTS is ahead on percentage as a result, by result of their first round win. And then in eighth this Sydney Uni on two points and then yet to open their account at East Coast and Camden. So, uh, and as Sam said, massive big game. Sydney University derby this week, or one of them in our league, is Sydney Uni and the University of New South Wales. And let me tell you from experience, those two never get along, and it'll be massive. It'll be a huge game. Now, the leading goal kickers in the Premier Division Men's, Charlie Burgess Hall kicked eight for New South Wa- University of New South Wales. He's on eleven. Sam Williams didn't kick any for UTS. He's on ten, followed by Kieran Emery, Thomas Banuelos, and Josh Rayner rounding up the top five goal kickers in the Premier Division Men's. Now, over to Premier Division Women's Sam, we all we broadcast another game here, or um, at Cambridge Oval. The East Coast, quite impressive, actually. 8 9, over Mellie Waringer, 2 4, 16 In a real thriller at Macquarie University. I watched some highlights of this on today's package, and it was very tight football. University of New South Wales, 5-5 over Macquarie Uni, 4-2. North Shore, going along nicely, 12-5 over UTS, 4-5-29. In a West a very good win. 6-8-44 over Sydney Uni, 3 11, 19 And as Sam Zickman has been saying on air and off air, Southern Power looked the goods this season. They finished 10 3 63 over Penn and Hills four three twenty seven, uh down there at Loftus at Waratah Oval. Sam, um, highlights for you in the uh, Premier Division win rounds women's round, my friend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to highlight have to be the game that we covered, David out at Cambridge Oval, East Coast and Manly Raringa, two teams that we were very much looking forward to watching. Now obviously a bit of AFLW talent within these two teams uh, didn't participate on the weekend, which just makes it even more interesting when they play each other again in round eleven. But what I thought from this game was that you know Manly Warringah and East Coast would be at each other all day. It would be a really close contest, potentially down to the last kick. But East Coast were just simply too classy in this, this, this game. Ash Moller, um, who you spoke to, David, during the coverage, had his team ready to go. They came out firing, and, and, and Luke Slobin's Manly team just weren't able to keep up with them. And I think that was probably to do with the fact that, you know, um, Lisa Sturzstein and also uh, Aaron McKinnon weren't playing, who were linchpins for that team we saw in round one. But look, overall, a wonderful performance from East Coast. I thought Jejana Fowler, who played up forward, who kicked three goals, was outstanding. Uh, Obviously, a young player in our competition. So much talent. Really excited to see what she can do in years to come. Potentially, AFLW might be on the radar for her. I thought Maddie Finch played really well as well for East Coast. It was impressive to watch her. Her run around Chloe Yard had an outstanding game, and Sarah Ford as well. We know a wonderful player in our competition. Kara uh, Wall was very good for Manly and had a wall. Um, I thought Holy Graham was very serviceable again two weeks in a row for Manly, so good signs for them with some players to come in. Uh, but overall, I was really, really impressed with the quality of that game. I thought both teams went, you know, went really hard throughout the entire game. They certainly got tired towards the end, but East Coast just a little bit too classy in the end and, uh, and took away the four points, David. and As we mentioned on the coverage, I think early pre-season favourites, uh, they knocked off Southern Power in round one, who were also another powerhouse in the competition, so... East
0: Coast are just—they're certainly the ones to beat in League and women. Oh yeah, and it was great to speak with Ash Moller, Very uh, composed, really good guy to speak to there at half time And was it really interesting to speak with him and get his insight as to where they're going? I thought that played particularly well. It was interesting to speak about Fowler. She's a multi-sport star, Ex Barker high school student, and who's played other codes as well. Big, strong body player, and they just couldn't stop her, could they? That she was, she was dominant. I thought. The uh, Women's Premier Division ladder reads like this from 1-10 to North Shore and East Coast and the University of New South Wales all on two wins with North Shore on top on percentage followed by Southern Power, Inner West, Manly and UTS all on one win and Macquarie Uni, Pennant Hills and Sydney Uni yet to open their account. The leading goal kickers in the Women's Premier Division, Catherine Stanton is still on top. She has seven goals. Semi Isman from North Shore 6, Matilda Eder from North Shore 5, Riley McGartland, who kicked a couple in front of us for East Coast Four, and O'Leary Morrison in West, who we'll get to see again on Sunday, uh, kicked uh, two goals to take her to four for the season. Sam, um, pretty good segue there. Speaking about Inner West, we've got the uh, president of the Inner West Football Club, Nick Miller, uh, with us to talk about all things ANZAC Day. A massive day of football there at. Um, at Pick an oval this Sunday, and this will be our broadcast game. Nick, um, welcome to our uh, podcast, and great to have you on board, my friend.
2: Thank you very much, David and Sam. Great to be here. Good to have you on board, Nick. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much for your time, um, Nick. First of all, for those people that aren't aware, give us a little bit about the history of this game how it how it's how it started and how how it has evolved into what it has become. No,
2: thanks very much, David. So. Um, in terms of the Anzac Day at Pick and Obel, we actually started back in 2007. Um, so the first game was back in 2007 against Balmain, and we played against Balmain um, from 2007 to 2013. And since 2014, we've played against the Pennant Hills uh, Demons. So that means, in fact, that um, the game this year will be the 14th time that we've played Pennant Hills. Um, So we're really excited about um, playing in 2021 because obviously in 2020 we didn't play because of COVID. Yes. Um, And um, so I suppose just going back a step in terms of the history of AFL and Anzac Day, I mean, clearly the Collingwood Essendon match at the MCG is the sort of keystone match that we all sort of associate with Anzac Day. Um, And that game, in fact, has been going on since 1995, um, when they played a a draw, in fact, in front of a crowd of 94,825. So um, I've actually had the pleasure of going to one of the Anzac Day games at the MCG. It's, it's, you know, one of those sort of very spine-tingling, you know, moments of your life. Yep. Um, So I I think what makes it special at Pick and Oval is the relationship that... um, the inner west magpies has with the Canterbury helston Park RSL club. Yes. Um, so they actually run a service um, which will be running between the women's and men's game on um, on Sunday. Yes. So so that takes place at twelve forty, and um, that's I mean that's just clearly a really a really big part of the day, and um, Canterbury helston Park RSL club just just just. Just make it a really special occasion. So, we actually have both a youth band and a pipe band, um, and we have a bugler, um, and we have a number of speakers. Um, and this year, we'll be um, focusing on the centenary of the RAF, which is you know between 1921 and 2021. So, um, we're, we're sort of privileged this year that um, John Parker, who in fact is our women's division two coach. Um, also works at the RAF and he'll be giving a special address on Sunday um, during that service. So so I, I think just the whole the whole day both of the service, the football, um, just the community getting together, just, just just makes it a really a really special day for us.
0: Thank you Nick that that's a terrific summation. would oh, that was my next question for you. Do the Croydon Park and the inner-west community get be? I think I know the answer, but I'd love you to talk about that just a little bit more. Do they really get behind what the club has tried to do, in combination with Penn and Hills and AFL Sydney, of course? But do they get behind, get behind the day?
2: Absolutely, yes. I mean, I think I must say... I must also um, give a big sort of shout-out to Penn and Hills Demons. They've, they've really supported the day. Um, so clearly, you know, the day changes each year. Um, and when it's on a Saturday and a Sunday, that's not such a not such a big issue in terms of um, you know the players getting there. But you know when we play on a Wednesday on that Anzac day, it's it's really quite a tough ask for the players. So I just I just really want to thank um, Phil Hare, the president of Penrith Demons, and the whole sort of Penrith club for actually supporting the day. And the thing I didn't mention before, which is makes this Sunday even more special, is. In fact, it's the first time that the uh, Women's Premier Division um, will be playing on Anzac Day. Um, And from my research, it will be one of the first times in Australia that a Women's Premier Division game will be played on Anzac Day, Um, which is just absolutely fantastic. But I suppose going back to your question, um, certainly from my experience um, talking to people who come to the Anzac Day game, there's... A lot of people who if they come to one game of football on the AFL Sydney calendar will come to the Pickern-Oval Anzac Day game and that's that's not necessarily Inner West or Pennant supporters, it's just it's just a day where football supporters come out and support football, come out and support and support the local community. So so from that point of view it is it is a really special day.
0: We can't wait to broadcast it, to be quite honest with you. We've got uh, the Premier Division Women's starts at 10.30 and first bounces the men in the men's is at 1pm. And as you said, I've seen the itinerary for the service and it's just looks... I can imagine that the hair's just get, you know, they're getting goosebumps being there and li- listening and watching and being part of it all and going through the full service in front of a decent crowd. Um, and it's wonderful that you've established this over, you know, almost a decade and a half with Penn and Hills. Um and look, the club's going along quite nicely at the moment, and uh, the 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 um, men nearly got another win on the weekend. They're going okay, and and your female Premier Division side had a good win as well. So things are looking pretty good for NOS at the moment, on and off the field, Nick.
2: They are, David. Indeed, I mean, we had a absolute nail biter at uh, at Sydney University last Saturday, where uh, where we had a sixty one point all draw with Sydney University, kicking a point after the tyren- I mean, kicking a goal after the siren. So. So those games are sort of what makes you know football so special. So, um, but it's certainly we were playing we were playing last Saturday for the Peter Peteranna's Cup. So, so we uh, so we've decided to share the cup for six months of the year, which I thought was a great outcome. Uh, but no, it was certainly a very exciting game.
0: Nick, just in 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 finality, is there anything else you wanted to mention specifically? I know there's a massive ANZAC Day service, two big games of football. Is there anything you wanted to get across? um we've mentioned canterbury helston park rsl and their fantastic support of both the club and the day was there anything else you wanted to mention for people coming on the day um anything else at all please here's your opportunity to go and just to, to spruik for a couple of minutes
2: thanks David. look i suppose i suppose um one thing that is really important um is to realize that we still do have the COVID 19 pandemic both in australia and across the world and i think I think it's it's just important to remember that it's actually a real privilege that we can both play and attend sport. So I mean, clearly with the upcoming Olympics, there's a whole issue about whether that you know whether the Olympics will go ahead, whether there'll, there'll be crowds. But, but we've reached a situation because of the way that you know COVID nineteen's been managed in Australia that we can actually play the two games on Sunday, that we can have a crowd. Um, so so. To me, that is a real privilege. I suppose, you know, it just it's important that we still sort of recognise all those things that we need to still sort of, you know, do the QR code when we arrive, and we'll have hand sanitiser there, and you know, sort of recognising social distance. So I think, I think, um, you know, while the focus is clearly on the Anzacs on Sunday and sort of remembering them, um, and sort of paying our respect to all those who have served, and also those who continue to serve. But I think, I think even we are still in the middle of this sort of pandemic, we, we just we just need to, in a sense, be thankful that we are actually playing football and that you know, we can actually go and watch it. Um, and it's certainly something of the, inner you know, West Magpies that we take really seriously in terms of making sure that we've got the, you know, we've got the controls in place to ensure that everyone can safely enjoy, you know, going to the footy. And I think it's an absolute credit to AFL Sydney that we actually even though it was a shortened season that we actually did have a season in 2020 I mean um, you know given 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 what was happening across Australia and that a lot of the leagues especially in victoria didn't play in 2020 I think I think it's a real a, a real credit to all those involved that we actually could get the game so uh,
0: look I couldn't agree more I think football was on pretty well in New South Wales because I think the AFL deserves a massive tick for what they did both in in regional New South Wales and also in Sydney Nick, we cannot wait to be there with you. We're, this game will be broadcast um, through the AFL Sydney Facebook page. will be in commentary. Sam Zickman and myself, David Redden, looking to it. We cannot wait to be there, being part of the day, witnessing the Anzac ceremony from, you know, the six sessions in front of your face and calling some excellent football. So, Nick, look, thank you so much for your time. Uh, what you're doing is a credit to football. You you and your club should be extremely proud of what you're doing and Penn and Halls as well. Um and as someone that you know, my grandfather fought in the Second World War, and, and I think all of us have got an enormous respect for Digger's past and present. So can't wait to be there with you. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I know it's a busy week for you. We look forward very much to see you on, on Sunday morning. And once again, thank you so much
2: for your time. It's most appreciated. No trouble, Sam and David. And if I can just finish by just extending a, a, you know, a big welcome to everyone once the two games have finished to actually join us back at Magpie Sports. Um, where we'll have
0: all the sort of Anzac Day activities. There you are. All there. Just get along for a fantastic game of community yep. football, paying yep. tribute to all of the people that made our country what it is. Inner West Football Club hosting Penn and Demons, um, Nick Miller, thank you again. We look forward to seeing you all day on Sunday. Thanks for Sunday,
1: Nick. Thanks a lot, Thanks a lot to you both. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Bob. Thank you. Take care. Good Sam, job. great to speak to Nick Miller and, um, you know... Yeah, and the,
1: the, just, it sums it up perfectly, didn't it, just around the occasion and how important it is around, you know, remembrance, but also getting out there and you know, being really thankful for the fact we can play, we can play footy, David, and, and we live in the country we live in.
0: Indeed. Um, it's almost been, so it's difficult to go back to football after that, but we all just briefly, just quickly, the Premier Division men's on last Saturday, Parramatta um, thumped Campbelltown at Gibbs Road Ranwick going along quite nicely. Ranwick City defeated Southwest by um, twenty-five points. Uh, Penrith just over Southern Power in a tight game. Southern Power four goals, seventeen. Goodness gracious me! And Macquarie University 16-9 over Balmain five-six. So uh, some interesting results there as well, Sam. And I'll just come go over to the Platinum Division ladder. And as we said, Ranwick and Penrith going along very nicely, both two wins each. Then Parramatta, Macquarie Uni, Southern Power, and the Southwest City all on one win and Balmain and Campbelltown rating up the ladder. Um, yeah, Randwick City and Penrith looking very strong early on, Sammy, there.
1: Yeah, Penrith in particular always always really, really good in this competition, but it's great to see Randwick City coming into it. We're they're, they're a club that's building and developing, and it's a wonderful start. So looking forward to the the Platinum competition is an exciting one, David, it's a good opportunity, obviously, Campbelltown coming in this year. So yeah, plenty to look forward to in, in the Platinum competition. It's going to be a... A massive weekend of football coming up, David. I can't wait to get into it. We've got a few games we'll
0: look at from Premier Division and and we're here, we've arrived. So, without any further ado, the Sydney Premier Division men's competition draw for this weekend, the 24th and 25th of April. On These, these games are on Saturday at one forty pm North Shore hosting St George. Old school, traditional Sydney football rivals. Those, those two have a fascinating history together, let me tell you. That's at Gore Hill. At half-past two, back at beautiful Curl Curl, Mamma and Owinga hosting UTS. That's at half-past two. Camden, another game at home, hosting East Coast down there at Fairfax Reserve at Harrington Park. That's at 3.40 on Saturday. And then on Sunday, at 2.10pm in Henson Park, the University of Derby, the University of New South Wales, eastern suburbs, against Sydney Uni. And as Sam said, that is a massive game. Grand final replay. Sydney Uni don't want to be Sam. Uh, 0-1 and 2. they want much better they want to be one one and one. And then in our broadcast game, one of them anyway, on at one o'clock at and Over from Croydon Park is inner western Pennant Hills. Goodness me, where do you start? I suppose um North Shore going along very, very nice at the moment. They are looking very strong and they're they're back at their purpose built Gore here Oval again, hosting the Dragon Sammy. Yeah,
1: they look they nuclear stuck with North Shore, which uh, we were very keen watching that result as it flowed through on Saturday, but North Shore are just such a professional outfit, they just you know outclassed the bats in the second half. And St George obviously lost to Peno um, out at Olds Park on the weekend, so they'll be keen to get back on the winners list. But look, any time you go to Gore Hill and play North Shore, it's a very, very tough day at the office, and yeah, you expect you'd expect North Shore to be too strong as they will be in pretty much every time they, they run around this year, David, and their women's team as well are showing their force to reckon with us as well.
0: They are. Down to the University Derby, uh, New South Wales versus Sydney. And uh, having um, been involved at Sydney Uni when I was a young man, I know that Sydney Uni and New South Wales Uni have got this fantastically fierce rival in any sport. I've been at a cricket grand final between the two and it was hectic. This is a huge game at Henson Park, um, particularly for Sydney Uni, but neither of them will want to give an inch away against each other. And this is also a very special day. It's an Anzac Day game at Henson Park, Sam.
1: Yeah, that's right. Look, it's great to have footy back at Henson Park 2. UNSW have had to wait until round 3 to get a home game. Obviously, Henson went through quite a, a large uh, resurface works, which is now completed. Obviously, the Newtown Jets played there last weekend, and, and UNSW are back this weekend, which is brilliant. So, we've got footy back, AFL back at Henson, which is what we love. And I'm really excited to see these two teams go at it. Charlie Burgess, obviously, leading the goal kicking. Um, you'll see right on the goal kicking list, Kieran Emery, too, who crossed over from. East Coast this year is a a massive presence uh, on the footy field when he runs around a really really solid performer in our league for a number of years and you know those two are going to be really hard to contain for all clubs this year but Sydney Uni have got their work cut out for them they've obviously lost in round one and had a draw in round two and they need to get a win on Sunday if they're going to try and stick with UNSW and North Shore as we approach the middle part of the season but I find it really difficult to see UNSW getting beaten here. You know, they've got such quality players. That, like Dean Towers and Brandon Jack are, are two of the biggest names in our league, and they both obviously play for UNSW um, Eastern Suburbs. So keen we get to watch them, David, in, in a in a week and a half's time. Yeah, At Henson when they play North Shore, which would be great. Oh, uh, but Obviously, they've got to get through Sydney Uni first.
0: Talk about a mouth! Talk about two mouthwatering fixtures seven days apart. Goodness I know, gracious! I know.
1: Sam, just two just.
0: Quickly, for someone like me that grew up watching another code at Henson Park, we were speaking off air. I think seven or eight days ago, and you were telling me that Henson Park's a terrific place to play football at, and, and it, it looking at there's big grass hills around it. It looks like a decent surface. It it must be a great place to play footy. Yeah,
1: it's one of those places when you walk into to play a game, you just you feel the atmosphere when you walk into the ground. It you know it, it's. It's certainly, one of my favourite grounds to play Sydney Footy at, and I love going there now, and I can't wait to get there and call some games with you next weekend. It's just a just a ground that's got history. Uh, it's a ground that you walk into, and you just you know that it's a big game. You know, it doesn't matter what part of the season is. You walk into Henson Park, and it's four points on the line, or there's a final on the line, and, and it's and it's big footy, and it just it just feels like a ground that's just built for the big contest. And UNSW have been a powerhouse now the league, David, for a number of years. So every time you go there, it's going to be a very very tough contest, but. I think Baron Hayes a wonderful player for Sydney Uni so I'm expecting him to put a bit of a clink on uh, and to try and get his men across the line and yeah interesting contest obviously David we've got another enthralling contest that mm-hmm. we'll be calling this weekend West um, are riding incredibly high obviously they're, they're playing Pennant Hills in the end of that day traditional game out there think we just spoke to Nick Miller about it um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Pennant Hills for the first time we've obviously seen In West once but Pennant Hills have been a club that's always you know, a in our competition. They've got, you know, some wonderful players of their own. Obviously, Josh Bogue, if, if he can play. Obviously, VFL listed would be a great inclusion. They've had a change of captaincy this year. Tom Edmonds has stepped up. He's, he's a wonderful leader of that club. Charlie Allison, who plays Ruck for Pennant Hills, is a wonderful player and looking forward to seeing, seeing him play. And there's even whispers that Matt Carey, who missed this week, or the weekend just gone with injury, might be back, um, which would be a big inclusion for Pennant Hills. But... They're going, to, they're going to be facing a formidable opposition. Ben Clancy's got a wonderful side at his disposal. The two Nicholases, Nicholas Fleming, Nicholas McCormack, obviously coming up from the Riverina uh, to play Brunner West this year, are wonderful. And any, and any team that's got the two Zoppo boys running around the forward line is going to be very hard to beat. And obviously Luke Janison in the ruck. So yeah, I think that'll be a key matchup, David. Charlie and Luke Janison in the ruck in, in the game that we'll be covering this week. But two mouth-watering clashes, obviously both on Sunday. So those you can get out, please do come out and watch the local footy on Sunday. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful game of both of those venues, Henley oh, Park and
0: and Oval. Absolutely. And Sam, in the uh, Premier Division women's, you wanted to have, uh, put the, the blowtorch over and have a good look at North Shore and Southern Power. Um, these are two teams that I know that you've told me, and I, I'm looking at their form, they're going to be right there when it gets busy at the end of August and the start of September. This game's a night game. It's at half past seven at night at Gore Hill, and in fact, that'll be a lovely night out. It's, it's going down and sitting down, having a beverage and watching some really good women's footy. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm just really intrigued by North Shore and Southern Power this year. I mean, Southern Power, as we know, are a powerhouse in the competition. They've, they've been finals competitors. They, they pushed really hard last year, and you know, in some ways it was quite unlucky not to play in a grand final. And then you've got North Shore, who came into the, in the Crimson competition last year and are already really cementing themselves uh, as, as a force to be reckoned with. Catherine Stan-David, who's leading the goal-kicking, another great performance on the weekend. She's obviously playing in this game. But then you've got Seema Isman and Matilda Ida from, from North Shore, who are both on the goal-kicking list as well. Yep. Uh, so we're going to get to see a bit of firepower in this match-up. And I think this will tell us a lot about who's going to challenge East Coast, you know, West, and uh, Manly this year, this, the matchup here is really going to show us who that who that team is that's going to push in towards the top four. And yeah, really keen to see. Obviously, North Shore two and zero, Southern Power one and one. So, massive contest, and this will be a big look for me uh, on Saturday, David. Obviously, we won't be won't be calling it until Sunday, so this might be the game that I head out and have a look at on Saturday.
0: And just the other games in the Premier Division women, Women's at half past twelve at Curl Curl, it's Manly Warringah hosting UTS. At 5.40 at Macquarie, at Macquarie University, Macquarie Uni hosting East Coast Eagles and East Coast would be favourites there. As we've just discussed, North Shore and Southern Power, half past seven on Saturday night. On Anzac Day, at 10am is Inner West versus Pennant Hills, that's at Pick and Oval in Croydon Park. And then at 4.40pm at Henson Park, University of New South Wales, Eastern Sober is hosting Sydney Uni. So a full allotment of games there. Should be a cracking weekend of football, it really should be. Uh, and, of course, highlighted by a pretty special day. Not not a pretty special It's the day for, for me as an Australian. The Anzac Day is the most special day of the year. Um, and it's fascinating that how much football has become part of that folklore and has gr- having grown up watching the first game and what Kevin Shetty's ideas become and how it's expanded across Australia, Sam. It is a massive day and can't wait to be part of that, a tiny little bit, part of that AFL calendar.
1: Absolutely. It was David, when we were putting together our the Rand schedule, this was this game was locked in. Absolutely locked in from, from day one in a west and Pennant Hill on Manzac Day. So can't wait. Uh, really excited, David, and obviously really excited to do this podcast. It's uh it's wonderful to get the first podcast uh
0: done wait in a western pennant and Hills a double header with a big anzac day service and for those of you that are interested the anzac day service will be live streamed we'll sit back and say nothing and let everything unfold in front of us and that the hairs will go on the back of your neck and the, you'll get those goosebumps as what's the very part the special part of being an australian and a new zealander with thanks to my great mate sam zickman i'm david redden it's been an absolute privilege bringing you our first podcast